You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com. Um, back with you. This is going to be the first of two episodes today. Of course, the Van Friday episode is coming later. Um, might actually do that after the game against the Mariners, so we can kind of talk about that and answer some of your questions, things that come up during the game. So I think that's the plan there. So what we'll do during this episode is kind of preview a little bit um, just see how people and Pluches uh, themselves are feeling heading into this set. It's a very winnable set, and we will talk about it. A um, couple of housekeeping things first, though, just um, to get them out of the way. First, um, you probably saw me retweeting this repeatedly, but just want to give a shout-out to Nikki Bandini from... The Guardian and ESPN and other sites, she came out as transgender today. That's awesome. Just another adding to the fold. We're growing. It's awesome. Um, So just wanted to give her a shout out and congratulate her and hope she finds as much support as um, y'all have given me. So thank you for that. Second, I do want to give an update on Kita co-host because... um, as mentioned on Twitter, uh, the reason we didn't record last night is because she's still recovering from a nasty bit of just being sick. And, you know, she was finally sleeping last night. So I I didn't want to be going like this and have her just continuously look up at me and just like, human, why the heck are you talking about Boba Shit while I'm trying to sleep? That is not acceptable. Because... Because she does that, and that's her accent. I mean, you y'all have seen photos. You know how she talks. <laughs> I'm not crazy, but um, she is doing better. She did eat some food today. She did drink some water. She is starting to behave more like her usual self. So, um, hopefully, she's on the mend and everything's fine there. And thank you for the uh, well wishes for Kita. So, um. Just getting into today, I I think what we're going to do is we're just going to have a longer one, and then I have another thing to talk about um, at the end, so we will do that. And yeah, just let's look at this Mariners series, because, you know, again, just given the way the Blue Jays have performed lately, this is another series that's very winnable against a team that basically dismantled itself because Jerry DePoto likes to do that. Um, so yeah, three games set against the Mariners. Uh, Trent Thornton will be starting tomorrow. Jacob Wagaspak will nominally start today. It will remain to be seen if Charlie Montoyo decides to keep going with this um, 
opener strategy and, and have Wilmer Font come out to open for Wagaspak. I I would expect it, honestly, just just given the way the Blue Jays have used Wagaspak so far this season, it makes sense to have him go out and and have that kind of cushion. Although in Wagaspak's last two outright starts, he's only allowed one run in twelve innings. So maybe Jacob's a guy who prefers having control of the game from the start and and just being able to warm up and then go into it. Again, watching him in the series against the Yankees, it didn't seem like he got fully comfortable um just being up in the bullpen throwing for a couple innings and then and then waiting for his chance and then coming in. I'm not sure if it it would be best to just let him go out there, especially against the Seattle team that despite what you saw from Kyle Seeger the other day, has not been very good offensively um, in la- like since that blistering start they got off to, they've really cooled off by a significant margin. I mean, obviously Aaron Sanchez no hit them and it's very tough to not get hits against Aaron Sanchez, but um, you you look at their guys like they're they have n- no one uh, who's regularly hitting above three hundred. Um, D Gordon's been injured. Omar Navarez is probably their most consistent hitter, and he's a catcher. Um, Dan Vogelback, obviously their biggest power threat, but he's a two twenty four hitter. So it's a lineup that has a fair amount of holes in it. So with Wagaspak being a guy who can kind of attack and just go directly at someone, he should have a lot of success in, in trying to get what he is able to do, which is, you know, um, get, get that weak contact, get, get out of things pretty quickly. And, just avoid giving up the home runs like he did against the Yankees. Now, Seattle doesn't have an announced starter tonight, but that's likely because they're going to be using Wade LeBlanc in the same situation as Toronto has been using with an opening uh, reliever coming out. And LeBlanc has fared all right in this scenario. Um <laughs> Uh, Blue Jays fans familiar with Wade from his time in Buffalo, but um, he's only made eight starts. He's He's been doing this opener thing for the majority of the season, and whether or not uh, they continue to do that, um, maybe with a guy like Matt Whistler, um, Sam Tuivite-Lala, hope I got that right. Um, they've had success using him as an opener. Um, but really, it'll be on the Blue Jays to just make sure they attack whoever they put out there. The The Mariners' bullpen isn't great. Tui Vailala is probably their best one, their most consistently performing one so far, and he's only been in nine games for them. So that says all you need to, to know about that. But whether it's him, whether it's Whistler, whether they go Reggie McLean, um, it'll be imperative for the Blue Jays' offense to attack quickly. And make sure they get off to a good start just to give Waggis back that, that bit of cushion. Again, and and for when LeBlanc comes in, because 
you know, usually the Blue Jays have problems with that. Not so much this season. This this younger offense has shown uh, more acuity in being able to adjust quickly and and get ready to attack um, a different pitcher immediately. So that'll that'll be key in in setting the table so that LeBlanc can't come in there knowing he has an easy time of it. So that that will be the big thing for the Blue Jays tonight in setting that tone. We'll continue talking about it um, after this break, but just a reminder that, you know, it's fantasy football season. I know I'm getting ready for a few fantasy football drafts. I'm actually commissioner in one league, and a lot of that time has been spent just making sure my brother doesn't end up auto-drafting again like he always does because that that gets annoying after a bit. Anyway, don't be like my brother. Don't rely on the auto-draft. Get the edge on fantasy football by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. He's got 20 years of experience covering this. He's not going to give you the same stuff that everyone else is spouting out and then you just get wrecked on draft night every anyway because everyone tried to do the same thing. So get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long so you get the glory and can buy your own Switch like I did last year. So Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite pro- podcast provider. Get the edge, get the win, get the Switch. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So just, um, just again, we're talking about tonight's game against Seattle, giving a little preview. Um, showering praise, I guess, is what I wanted to do last night. And we can still kind of do that a bit just because... Um, you know, it's it's interesting how effective the Blue Jays have been with the home run lately. Um, you could actually build a lineup um, very close to having everyone in the lineup with 10 home runs so far this season. You would, you would have to put Brandon Drury at shortstop, and Billy McKinney needs to hit another home run to make it happen, but... You could have an entire lineup for the Blue Jays where everyone is in double-digit home runs, which I'm not sure how happy I am about this because it seems like the Blue Jays get the majority of their runs scored via the long ball. And this was a strategy that that was the hallmark of this team in 2015, 2016, when they had Jose Bautista and Edwin and Tulowitzki and Donaldson and Smoke, um, like younger Smoke, um, they they were able to use that. But um, this Blue Jays team doesn't have a lot of guys who are consistently getting on base. Bo Bichette obviously has been able to do that. But other than him, just three regular batters have an on-base percentage above 300. That's Justin Smoke, who you really don't want to be that on-base guy because he's supposed to be hitting home runs. Kevin Biggio, who has a 207 average, so you're only getting walks out of him. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who, again, you don't want to be the guy on base. You want him clearing the bases. So 
So the problem with this mentality is for the Blue Jays that they don't make these home runs really count. There are a lot of solo shots going out there and you can't just rely on out homering a team every time you do need to be able to make those shots really hurt much like they did in that 19-4 game against Texas. Hitting grand slams is a great way to really just knock a team out of the game. Hitting three round home runs is great. The Blue Jays just can't consistently do that right now and I know a big portion of this remaining time this season is going to be finding which of the young guys can actually do this consistently. And, you know, it's it's part of why Rowdy Telez was sent down the way he was. It's part of why Billy McKinney had to go down to Buffalo. These guys are not getting on base enough. And the Blue Jays are going to be looking for that in the remaining portion of the season, especially from a guy like a Derek Fisher who they brought in and want to use his speed. He has to do that on the bases. So that's going to be something they're looking for for the remainder of the season. It's something I'd like to see against the Seattle team that, again, is not very good and can give up a lot of hits. So I would think that, you know, again, you want to see – um, you you want to see, even, even if it's not like a high-scoring game, you want to see double-digit hits from this Blue Jays team. That's what I'm looking for in these games. I want to see more of those. Like, like, scoring 19 runs on 21 hits is great, but I'll be happy if they score five runs on 11 hits because that means they're consistently getting on base. And that's going to be the big thing for the Blue Jays is, is not just getting that home run swing down. It's getting on base and making those blasts really hurt. So that's what I'll be looking for in the remainder of the season. Um, That will end this early edition on Friday. Um, I do want to mention we did go live with the giveaway that I've been promising since last week. Um, if you check out my Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews, you will see that I have a lovely black and red Blue Jays hat that I acquired when I got my pink and white Jose Bautista jersey, which I love and will be wearing in Toronto next month. So look for that. Um, but the problem with the Blue Jays hat is it's incredibly small, <laughs> at least for me. So obviously, I can't wear it. My partner, she doesn't want to wear it. She she does not care as much about the Blue Jays as I do, and thinks black and red don't go together like like that, like like on the logo. So. I figured the best thing I could do is get it to another worthy Blue Jays fan. So um, if you want to be entered in this draw, we're going to run this for about a week. So we'll we'll have the winning draw happen on the next Blue Jays Fan Friday. So that'll be the 23rd. Um, if you want to get in on that draw, just got to do a couple things. One, follow me on Twitter. I mean, that's that's not too hard to ask, right? That's so I can get in contact with you and message and and do those things. And and so you get your Blue Jays content. So follow me on Twitter. Second, follow the Locked on Jays Twitter. Um 
it's a great way to make sure you don't miss the podcast episode. I, I retweet the links there all the time. So subscribe to that. Again, it'll, it'll keep you informed. So you get to hear my voice all the time, which I know people just love. And then finally, retweet the tweet that has the picture of the hat in it that was posted earlier today. So get that going. You'll be entered in the draw. And when I make that draw, I will get in contact with you. I will figure out the best way to get the hat to you. Um, Again, if you're in Toronto, I can probably bring it next month. If you're in Nova Scotia, we can work something out. Anywhere else, I will try to ship it to you as best I can. So make sure you're hitting that retweet button. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however you get podcasts. Make sure you're listening so you don't miss your chance to own this lovely, if not slightly small, hat. And I I am not going to attempt to describe the style because I mean I'm I'm not there yet. I'm 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 wearing a Greta Van Fleet concert t-shirt as I record this. So that that's my style. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this episode. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jasoncouch.com I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.